This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Roomba Mate. Your Roomba cleans up your beard shavings, but does it turn on the TV too loudly at night? Roomba Mate does. You're a lonely man living in a one-bedroom apartment, but not anymore. With Roomba Mate, you get all the comforts of a roommate with none of the human part. I've lived alone for years and always missed the little things about having to live with someone else. So I got the Roomba Mate, and now I just can't sleep unless reruns of Cheers are playing too loudly at 3 a.m. Roomba Mate will leave out dirty dishes, place foreign pubes on your soap, and will even eat little bits of food in hopes you don't notice, all while still barely vacuuming the house. The only thing it can't do is pay the rent. Roomba Mate from Popco. Hello and thank you for cracking another road soda. Not another true crime podcast. On this episode, that kid got his Lambo. We have Stephen Hawking's at a strip club. And Papa John's now has spicy garlic sauce. Just gonna put that out there. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is... Greg McGinnis. And I want to give a special shout out to the Papa John's garlic sauce. Also, I thought we had agreed that what we were going to say is, we're not your father's true crime podcast. Oh, sorry. That was I'll a little different. I'll take it from the top. The All right. Hello, rehearsal. and thank you for cracking another road soda. What was it again? We're not your father's. We're not true your crime father's. Podcast. Yeah, we're not your father's. We're not your great uncle's true fr- true crime podcast. Definitely your great uncle's. The octopus, your great uncle. All right. So that one now, we're mixing <laughs> things up now. We're crossing the streams, guys. There's too many. So the Craigslist Chronicles is uh, alive and, and true, and uh, I hope everyone likes likes it so far. We have that on this episode. We a very interesting story about uh, you know some things at a strip club, some other stories, fun stuff, and uh, I hope you guys really like it and you're enjoying it. And the Millennial Book Club for this show was 100 Humans, so hopefully you watched that as well. And uh, we we know we have some news. All the all the good great grand stuff on a regular road soda and you know what I want to say that there is sometimes a little bit of fun back and forth like uh, where we're, we're talking about stuff we've already talked about because the you know the Craigslist thing is, is we're, we're a week ahead of the Craigslist thing so if you guys are listening sometimes you might listen to this episode and it might be like why were they why did they say that but then you'll listen to next week's episode it's a real, it's a, it's a real strong marketing strategy that I paid. It's a what we call a long term teaser. We got yeah. the strategy from Boston Dynamics. Yeah, we paid a lot of money for the <laughs> metrics, and they just said, tease out so far into the future yep. that people cannot possibly drop the podcast, and it's exactly. working so far. It's working so far, just like those those South Korean uh, soap operas, like they, they're just a, they're a tease, man. So, <laughs> not a big, not a big South Korean soap opera fan. <laughs> And one of my favorite South Korean soap operas actually is The Bold and the Korean. Oh, yeah. And I've been watching it for years. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Bold and the Korean. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us. You can email us about anything, even if you just want to tell us to stop. You can send that all to roadsodamail at gmail.com and you can send it as many times as you like. We'd love to see it. And you can also call into the show and say hi and leave your crass messages about. Uh, maybe what you think about what we're doing and whatnot. 
And that's 706-200-1213. Leave a message. We'll play it. And I hope we... uh, How about another word from our sponsors? Welcome to Pappy's Wigs. Wigs so good you're guaranteed to not get a compliment. Is your wig old and smelly? Are you sick of people noticing your wig? Pappy's Wigs. No one will notice your wig or your money back. You want a toupee? We don't sell toupees. We sell wigs. My father was a wigger. My father's father before him was a wigger. And I'm one too. We don't make toupees. You understand? Don't go to wigs and things unless you want people to compliment your wig. Something like, hey Dave, nice wig. Then what do you say? Ooh, uh, th- thanks? Poppy's wigs. Unnoticeable. No one will ever compliment your goddamn wig is what I'm trying to tell to you right now. It's the perfect wig. You know how hard it is to sell a perfect wig? Nobody ever fucking notices if you've got a wig on or not. We've got the best goddamn wigs and we can't even fucking sell them. Poppy's wigs. Come on down to Poppy's wigs and get a wig today. Welcome to the news. This is a different kind of news where we just choose what's good. But it's uh, it's not really, I don't know. Anyway, here's the first one, Greg. Do you have it open? Yes, the, the Singapore. Singapore's robot, wait, Singapore's robot park dog promotes social distancing. That's pretty cool and regular. That's not like from a crazy movie or anything at all. <laughs> just regular old robot dog stuff. A robot dog named Spot. Oh, what a name. It's patrolling some of Singapore's green spaces. The yellow and black machine made by Boston Dynamics. Of fucking course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. Those guys are fucking everywhere, man. Before you know it, your the inside of your chest plate is going to say Boston Dynamics. Uh, has its own camera and keeps one eye on Pishang Mokyao Park. I said that perfect. Uh, making sure people aren't clustering together. So you have this little robot dog runs around and just, if you are, you know, too close together, it says, Hey, Hey, get a move apart. And then if you don't, then it stands up into like Terminator mode. And then it's arms, like it's forearms fold out into, uh, into beanbag guns. And then it shoots about 30 beanbags a second. At, and you and that's it. That would be awesome if that happened. Actually, that would be fucking insane. Well, let's read on, Greg. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it turns out it sprays. It has a, a gallon of hot Papa John spicy garlic that it sprays. It just sprays it out. And it, and it aims at your erogenous zones, which I, that must be a Singapore thing. Well, in would, FDA testing, in FDA testing, that was it was not approved for erogenous zones or whatever you said. Say <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so it says, let's keep Singapore healthy. And then, um, for your own safety and for those around you, please stand at least one meter apart. Thank you. And then it just keeps walking around. What if you're like husband and wife, you're holding hands. Don't worry. It's a super, super sophisticated robot that has like human like eyes and it knows the difference. I don't know. That's an interesting one, you know, right? Singapore is pretty fucked up, dude. They are very vigilant. My little sister is a high-powered big wig 
she used to work for Iron Mountain, you know, the place that does like the dock storage and like underground. You know Iron Mountain? I don't know, but I mean, yeah, they do the yeah, dock storage and underground Like stuff. everything's storage actually. So like HBO keeps like their originals of all their shit with Iron Mountain, like literally in a mountain so that like if America is fucking nuclear attacked by Russia, we'll They'll still have, still the have Sopranos. Sopranos. It's the fucking Sopranos. When they do the tour, she said that's the one. They go, behind this door is all the original tapes of the Sopranos. And if you try and touch a doorknob, you will be attacked by a fucking electronic dog. And it's Boston not going to fucking... dog. Those aren't beanbags, motherfucker. You, you're not going to be seen from again. That's... Yeah, yeah. So you were telling me... And, and... So, so wait, so she went to Singapore because she's always going around. They, they're always acquiring new places. And she's like in the uh, information security arena. You know, and like that type of stuff. Although she also... Security is like a couple of different things. One is like... You know, uh, it's about the dock security and like how you have to passwords and how often you have to change them and shit. But also, like when you go into the mountain, there's like man traps. Like this door opens, and then the next door won't open until that door shuts, right. so that you can't have people just like rush into a place or whatever. So she had to do that type of shit. Boring as fuck. She's talking to me about it for fucking hours, and I'm like, no, I, I can't even wait to hear more. But she went to Singapore, and she was telling me how crazy it is. Like, you can't, like, spit gum on the fucking sidewalk and, like, some of these stupid little things. That makes sense. Like, hey, you don't want people to spit on the street. Yeah, But, but I mean, is it that big of a deal? Should it be a penalty where you're going to be arrested? Yeah, That's but then there's, much. like, some of the some, some of the uh, penalties are pretty severe for the shit. I think if you have, I think for weed, they it's, like, the death sentence or something. Oh, there's all kinds of crazy fucking sentences. Some of them are, like, they're not just going to break your bone with a piece of wood. It has to be broken like in the middle so it won't heal properly so that you can be always no I'm probably elaborating a little bit there, but they're pretty fucked up, dude. Oh, for Singapore sure. Singapore particularly is such a weird place because there's a very small percentage of people that are like super wealthy and then there's like the whole underclass that serves them. And the people that are wealthy like she was like, You cannot have a car in Singapore unless you're super wealthy. So the only car like you would never see like I don't know, like, let's throw out a, a random shitbox car. How about, like, a 2009 Accord? Yeah. I think we true. all agree, complete shitbox. You're not going to see one of them in Singapore. No. Because it costs so much money to have a car. You'd be millionaire. You'd have to be, like, it's like Lambos. She was it's like, like one of the most technologically advanced cities, yet they'll kill you for weed. It's Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's really <laughs> crazy. No, seriously, she said, she goes to, she would be walking by a parking lot, and she'd be like, what in the fuck is going on? The shittiest car in the parking lot is, like, some futuristic fucking, you know, DeLorean. And she was like, what is going on? And they were like, oh, well, the deal is you have to, only so many people can have cars in Singapore. So you have to pay for like a lottery or like some type of thing. I think you can have a car if you want, but it's very, very, very expensive. Forget about the car and the gas insurance. Just to have the right to have a car. Right. It's super expensive. Yeah, dude, and it's just the whole thing. That, it's, and it's because, you know, they have such a high population. And I mean, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Maybe it's a good place to live. I don't fucking know. It sounds it's terrible. Not a good place to live. I think it's <laughs> they got not the robot a good place dogs running around. I would never go there. Nope. You never get no gum offense. on your shoe though. That'd be nice. Never get gum on nope. my shoe. Get killed for weed. I don't know. <laughs> never get gum on your shoe. But if you did get gum on your shoe, that is an arrestable. F- they cut your hand off. Yeah. For fucking stepping in gum and trick. That's I mean around. understandable. It goes directly from that. Let's now. We have another news. This one brings us back stateside where we're all very comfortable, right? And uh, here we go. Do you have this second one open, Greg? 
Yes, underwear-clad man. Drinks wine from back of speeding tanker. Don't know. That uh, leaves a lot to be desired. That title is how I'd describe that, right? A heist unlike any other unfolded in California, and it's starting to go viral. The driver of a tanker truck carrying wine was flagged down by another driver who got out of his car and was only wearing underwear. Okay. How could we make it weirder? All right, he's naked almost. Almost. Uh, the wary truck driver decided not to stop and drove off. Okay. So the guy's like, come here, come here. And then he starts driving off. Please say the underwear-clad man was able to hop onto the back of the tanker, open a valve, and start drinking wine. Does – all right. So my first question about this article is – I think does, he's thoroughly off actually, the wagon. Does, but does wine actually get transported around in fucking tankers? That seems a bit much. Is that real? <laughs> well, now the secret's out. It's not fuck? so nice as you thought it was. It's, it's well, maybe the stuff they put in a box. Them. Maybe the stuff they put in boxes. They fill up a tanker with it, man. What if you got a lot of wine? Jesus Christ, I guess. I guess there's some cheap wine out there. I guess I What they do is it's all the same kind of wine. They pop the cork on all of them. They dump them into the tanker. They take it to where it's going. Then they refill the bottles up. It's, it's a lot easier <laughs> Jesus Christ easier I guess uh, police say this ranks in the top 10 of weirdest calls uh, the tanker lost about 1,000 gallons of wine what even the fuck is it? like I want to know what is that what do you mean they lost a thousand uh, like this guy drank a thousand gallons of wine and we're not saying that I mean, you connect what dots you want all I'm saying is 1,000 <laughs> gallons is gone and he was drinking it so, most incredible person on the face of the planet. The man was arrested. That's how that article ends. That's the whole article. I read the entire thing for it. To you. I'm just disappointed if it's wine. You know what I mean? If it was like a tanker loaded with fucking Papa John's spicy garlic and they oh, use yeah. a thousand. That dude is underwear. That, that makes perfect sense to me. That's the type of world you're dealing with. That's the kind of but person, yeah. Wine, I mean, when, you, when you really start needing that, that sauce and like you, you need it so bad, I mean, sometimes. The fumes from that shit, actually, I've heard have fucked with people you know so the yeah. guy probably stripped down because he was seeing fucking visions yeah and it it, it, it mean, always leads to that it always leads to that first you're just dipping and then you're drinking and then you're huffing you're always huffing it always ends up i've heard actually in. you spend enough time around vast quantities of that shit your organs you can actually change sexes it'll like resex you because it's potent shit yep. papa john doesn't fuck around when he drops the n-bomb nope. you need to understand what's going on with that spicy garlic sauce he's not fucking around this is gonna be this we just really like spicy garlic. Uh, so, next, here we go. Next article. Do you have it open? I think you're gonna find it kind of familiar. This <laughs> is that little fucking kid again. That's what right. The fuck. Our little hero gets his gets his Lamborghini and his face unblurred. How come Still, when I'm seeing this little kid, right off the bat, the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, speaking of the fucking Papa John spicy garlic, here we go, another one. I wonder how lost everyone is about this spicy garlic. <laughs> Pretty. If you're turning off right about now, I get it. After star-studded California weekend, what? There's just so many curveballs with this fucking guy. Five-year-old Utah driver, also still same thoughts as last time, massive five-year-old, right? That kid's uh, not fucking five. Kid's not five. Okay, he is not five. Is that I, kid's I need five? a fucking conversion chart for fucking California if that kid's five. Dude, if that kid's five right now from this, 
Uh, I guarantee he's going to get scouted. He's going to get a fucking helmet on his head. He's going to be out there roaming the gridiron in no time. Look at this kid. Five. Jesus. Five-year-old Utah driver. Uh, anyway, he's back home and he's grounded indefinitely. Well, so I don't know. I guess he, it went viral and they flew him out to, uh, let's read, a five-year-old Ogden boy who took the wheel with his family SUV earlier this month. Hiding down, heading down. Wow, I can do this. Heading down I-15 with $3 in his wallet and a plan to retrieve a Lamborghini in California. Finally made it to the Gold Coast. That's right. The cops saw him and they said, like, it's just like a beautiful movie. They said, just keep going, son. We believe in you. You can do anything. But Adrian Zamaripa, Zamaripa, cool name, spent the past weekend. In, uh, that could be a football a football player's name, right? Adrian Zamaripa? Yeah. I would say that's pretty tame for a football player's name. It's like pretty regular. Like you would, you wouldn't think twice about it. No, uh, he is new back home and uh, he is now. Wow, dude, can I read tonight? He is now back home in Ogden, where he is grounded indefinitely. Said his older sister. That's his press, like secretary, <laughs> his sister. I'll be taking all of Adrian's questions. With a totally different name, by the way. That's always confusing for me. What's up, Adrian? Adrian Zamaripa's sister, Sydney Estrada. Sydney Estrada. Said to her mother, Antonia Astravega. What in the fuck is going on there? What is happening? This be a family. Look, family. We all live together. It's whatever. No, he's not five. You're right. He's ten. This kid's father. Reading this article, clearly, this kid's father is like a fucking luxury car. He has something to do with luxury cars. He's like a broker of Lamborghinis or something. Yeah. That's why the kid had right because. He's grounded indefinitely for taking one of Jazz Lamborghinis. But he, he got to hang out with Shaquille O'Neal and Little Pump. And they said, he, he's gonna. He, what does he want to do when he gets older? Besides, keep sucking that sweet, spicy oh, garlic sweet, sauce. Spicy garlic sauce, baby. He wants to become an, an exotic car broker. Dude, yeah. That's definitely what his dad does. His dad's a well, he, no, he, he took his family's. It was like an SUV. He took their, their car. He was... He was driving to California to buy his own. Unless his father's uh, dealership is in California. from He has to drive from Utah to California to get his dad's Lambo. What am I talking about? How do we get so confused? The four-paragraph article about this little fucking kid. But you know it's confusing. I know? Look, all They're I know throwing is... throwing a lot of numbers at us. He's five. It's on I-15. He's got three dollars. I don't even know what the fuck weighs up of look, the story. Look, we're going to be completely honest. Kid, you're not going to fit in a Lamborghini, okay? You're huge. You're giant. <laughs> All right? So I'm sorry about your dreams. It's uh, I like that but there's a recall. This story was big enough to get a recall in the news. Like, they followed up on that, but... Still no follow-up on the dude that chucked a cat. I think he's just all cut up and, like, underneath someone's... I think he's went through a meat grinder. He's probably fed to a bunch of tigers down in Tampa. That bitch Carol Baskin. Just, this might be editorializing, but I feel like you saying the word, the news, is a bit generous, given the fucking source of this story, okay? KSL.com may, in fact, be this kid's personal website, because I've never heard of KSL.com. I'm pretty sure that... He's actually featured in several other articles, okay? including, including, what am I getting for dinner tonight? Perhaps a little Papa John's. Read all about it. So I, I don't know if this is the news. Look, man, I trust this I source. I do believe okay, him. A, He's getting Papa John's. I'm looking at the kid right now. He is not five. There's a lack of, there's a complete lack of advertisement around it. I trust this source, okay? I trust this source. It's a solid source. <laughs> and, and with that, 
I declare that has been the news. You're welcome. You are informed. Got it. Road Soda listeners. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by White Castle PCS. White Castle PCS, your favorite fast food restaurant, now offers even faster cell service. Come in for the royal treatment, the sack of sliders and a cell meal. It's the only meal that comes with a smartphone, the Whiteberry. Whiteberry is the fastest fast food smartphone on the market. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited taste. White Castle PCS offers cell coverage within 20 yards of all White Castle locations. Text using WhiteTap, and you get 25% off our mouth-watering slider sacks. Come for the sliders, stay for the cell service. White Castle PCS. Welcome to the Craigslist Chronicles. Now... I don't know if it's everyone else's favorite segment, but it's definitely my favorite segment whenever we do this. So I want to try to make it as regular as possible. Uh, we got some more emails, right? So as we discussed last week, uh, remember, Greg, we just uh, we have two emails out there. One of them is, what's your strange story? And that one's in Seattle. And then the other one is, what is... Uh, just what is your story and that one's in Savannah and so there we have a lot of people emailing us and dude it's so weird because some people like it's like they don't like they they, it's almost like they know they have a shitty story because they'll email they'll be like what kind of story are you talking about right for like the strange one and then I am I have a canned email that I send back to them I'm like hey we're really interested in your story whatever the subject is whatever you thought of when you saw this, that's the story we want to hear. Just tell it to us. And then they would, and then they would email back. We're like, "Well, you tell me a little bit about your show." I'm like, "Dude, you just you have a shitty story. That's what this is. You have a story about how you might have saw somebody you I'm might have two stories, smart right. guy. I don't know which one to tell you. I might, but then you get the really. Now, the one thing I did not do this week, and I'm really, really sorry, guys, because I am going to do this, and it. I just I thought about it a couple of times and I just forgot, but I really was going to do the thing that we discussed last week and I was going to copy some of these and paste them to the other people and see what happened. And I'm really upset that I didn't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we do have some pretty interesting ones. And uh like last week we remember we had the the Magellan's girl? She had more gelin, more gallons. We do. How could we forget her? How could we forget her? She wishes she forget it even. She would. She's pulling threads and stuff. Now, you. Uh, it's funny because I listen. I listened to last week's episode. You made a comment about more gelling. You're like, I'm more gelling like a felon. And it's funny because only us knew what that meant because of what we're talking about now. Uh, here, I I'll give you a little, a little one. Ready? <clears throat> I am very interested in this opportunity. It says, "Hi there. I'm very interested in this opportunity." And this comes to us from somebody named Bree. I have Seattle. Th- this is a Seattle one. Um, yeah, yeah, this is. This is. This is a strange okay. story. I have a used this particular story as a talking point in auditions when I was getting my theater degree. It's strange and true. And it always gave the directors a sense of my personality while telling it. Okay. So this has got to be something pretty big, right? It's got to be. She's like got a, the part. I she's got the part. Right yeah. She's got the part. Okay. So here's the short version. The short version is: a friend takes me skydiving. We sign our lives away, get all suited up, and board the plane. 
When we abrupt, when we're abruptly told to deboard, the aircraft needs immediate repair. We sit at the nearby picnic table watching as they tend to the tiny malfunctioning plane. Okay, so that that's pretty good setup. And then you won't believe what they use to fix it. Uh, let me know if you'd like to discuss further. Thanks for your consideration, Bray. <laughs> It was like a, a cool, what could it, what was it? Just like a, a giant wrench? It was the biggest wrench. Like, I don't, do you think she's fucking with us? I don't. I think she thinks this is a very interesting story. <laughs> what do you think it is? I, I'm going to say duct tape. That's the, I'm playing the percentages. You're going to say duct tape? You know what? That's actually like a really realistic thing. Like it's something for her that she thinks it's, like they put duct tape on the plane, and maybe it's for something like something silly, but like then a wing she gets something. You know, what I mean, it's fucking duct tape. That shit holds. Right, but then she gets in the plane, and all she's thinking about is duct tape. You know, like oh, there's duct tape on the plane. That means <laughs> the plane's held together with duct tape. And uh, I mean, I can tell you, the plane malfunctioning when you're going up for your first skydive. Fuck that. My first skydive is not gonna be that day. What was the malfunction? Like one of the wings was just like hanging on the ground. <laughs> I mean, whatever the fuck it was. I don't care if it's the radio. Ain't right. getting all the fucking stations. <laughs> okay. We can't get this CD out. Can you guys just hang up for half an I ain't getting on that goddamn plane until I get that CD. This is death trap. <laughs> all right, so uh, I want to read one more, okay? And actually, yeah, yeah, I want to read one. I'm going to read one more, and then we're going to dig into the one that I sent you. And uh, okay, twenty eight word. 28 book yeah the 28,000 word book okay 2800 word book yeah and uh what i want to do is i want to read her initial email to me and then you can go into her story so but actually uh let's do that right now because i'm like skimming the one that i have copy and pasted here and i it's not the one i thought it i thought it was so let's do this ready so i get an email and it said uh strange story I went to the strip club for the first time. I'm a female tomboy who went with a bunch of guy friends. Something crazy happened that shut the whole joint down. I wrote it out if you'd like to read it or know the full story. Ah, the suspense. Winky face. And, um, yeah, so then she, she sends, uh, so I say, of course, I'd love to hear it. And she goes, um... I said, please send us your story. And she said something somewhere where she's like, just your small town comedian you've never heard of. She said, I'm trusting that you aren't some forlorn, out-of-work writer right. scrimping for content to plagiarize. I'm just a neighborhood comedian you never heard of, and this is my true story. Right, yes. I, I, that's what I neglected to, to copy and paste. Okay, so what was this story, Greg? You Walk us through this, and, I, and I'll jump in where I can't because I read it. It too. was... It was very long, and it's clear that she <laughs> wanted to use this as an outlet for some like short fiction or whatever. So it was interesting. I for for the purpose of what we're doing, I'm cutting it down, right. but I will read some of, and I know you will jump in on some of these too. Some yeah. of her passages. There's a couple of expressions that were funny, Dude, but basically, yeah, th this is a story about a girl going to a strip club with some guy friends. Uh, exactly. Right off the bat, right off the bat, she's talking about the pre gaming. Going to a strip club. She was clearly worked up about it. I thought it was funny that she said the guy whose car it was had one of those court-ordered, she put blow thingies on the steering wheel from DUIs. Right. 
So that was like the start of the night. So that's why that's why she was there. So they're like, "Come on, man, you gotta get us to the you gotta get us to the strip club." I guess that was what it was, right? She kind of just a, a little foreshadowing. She paints herself as like a prude that's at the strip club, but she's naked in front of the guys. Like they're yeah. all rubes. Like they've never been. There's all the, the. I think there was a. She gave the names and she keeps talking talking about each one. <laughs> yes. I, her the right the way she writes is really is uh are, are yeah. What do you think she was writing this for? I just, you know, I think when you're a creative writer, I think you just find outlets that you can kind of, this is an easy one. Yeah. No one's ever going to get on her. She got, sometimes the, the, the exercise of writing it out is the fun part. And then, you know, she could have tried to submit it to a little magazine, spent 10 hours on it to polish it and put it. So what could she just send it to this fucking faceless Craigslist email? Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think she thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I, maybe so- she could be funny. If uh, I'd have to know a lot more about her, but maybe she could be someone that could like get up and be a storyteller or something. I, I don't know. I mean, I think if she, if if I maybe if I heard her say some of these things out loud, I'd feel differently. But some of these things written down are pretty cringy. Yeah, there <laughs> there's was a black some, dude was, in the group in the group, and she kind of says some like borderline racist shit to him. I'm like, I don't know if she she's says, got that kind of relationship with that guy. Like, like here's a couple of the here's a couple of the sentences because it was kind of funny. So pulling up to the strip club, we were giddy. It looked like we were pulling into an embassy. Big white pillars with flags. Is this the capital of Pussyville? <laughs> I know, dude. Oh, dude, she loved that line. She she wrote that she one out. She loved that. She leaned back in her chair. She put her hands on her head and she goes, ah. That's I'm, right. That's although, right. <laughs> although, wait, she did have one that I actually did really like. And okay. We'll get to that. That yeah. I fucking, I did actually think it was good. But here's when you say cringy. Yeah. So this is when they get in. This is something I think you would have thought was cringy. I definitely thought it was cringy. The narrow hallway. This is her talking about entering the strip club. <laughs> yeah. The narrow hallway reminded me of restricting pussy walls. It actually made me think it was a dude that was trying to be a chick. <laughs> yeah, it was like a guy. I was like, because, yeah, I know what a vagina's be, like. <laughs> because I just couldn't think. Yeah, exactly. Like bags of sand. I've touched them. Bags of hot that. sand. So the walls were a deep pink, almost red, plush with those pins in them. Yeah. A tight hall that pulsed and throbbed with music until it led to a wider clearing. Oh boy, my sexual senses were in full throttle. The boys were bitching about the $20 cover. Hope Freddie made proper use of that roll of quarters. He said earlier he was going to ask if the strippers took quarters. Yeah. I and didn't have Freddie... to pay. <laughs> Freddie was the African-American fella. Who she yes. Was, I don't think... Did she, do you think she added the, the roll of quarters things to like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she's just. Well, let me ask you this: Did you think? I mean, it's you know, she didn't really talk about anyone's ethnicity, but I thought maybe they might have. I, you know, I don't know. I guess it was hard to say because either in Seattle, but I kind of thought she might also be African American by some of the. Okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But, but then by the end of it too, I was like, I'm not sure. This could have been just like a bunch of tattooed ass people. Yeah. Coming out of some bar, going to a fucking strip. <laughs> I. I don't know. I can so, see it. So please continue. Yeah. Yeah, so she says uh, this guy was pissed that she got it for free, and he noticed she didn't have to pay. This is one of the people with her. Mr. Scrooge, a.k.a. Casey, his cheap ass noticed. Did you know girls got in free? I put on my best smug look. Yeah, dipshit, duh. You think I'd pay money to spend a Saturday night with you, panty ringers? <laughs> I said I said with much bluster and gusto. Yeah. That was kind of cringy, just that. Yeah. Too much bluster and gusto for a girl <laughs> who routinely spends Saturday nights knitting while watching wedding party dances on YouTube. With oh, that man. comment, I turned walking briskly 
into the deep valley of the strip club before the bros could counter. Oh man, she really zinged them. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot. So then they sit down. There was right. a lot. There was, <laughs> there was a lot. fifteen minutes real time later. We come to uh, <laughs> like when the real time reading down. later. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> this guy sits down. They all sit down right in the front row. They're new guys that have never been to a strip club. And she says, for real, you guys chose the seat closest to the front. Y'all too cheap to make it rain on them. So instead, y'all going to let them make it rain on us. Because that's all we're going to get by seating here. Get rained on by puss sweat. Yeah. Puss what? The hell is that? Puss sweat. This is, this is again, a quote. Right. Puss sweat <laughs> is the salty sweet mixture of... Pussy juices and sweat, but mostly <laughs> butt crack sweat. Not her so, best work. Yeah, I, again, this is some of this made me think this is definitely a dude. I yeah. just don't, I don't even know the chick that could come up with some of this shit. <laughs> From bluster and gusto to to puss sweat. Puss sweat. She's like, and I don't know. This make is a line. Mind. This is a line that I did like because she's okay. talking about the guys okay. being idiots up at the front, like they've never been there before. She's calling them rubes. They're making a lot of noise. They're being idiots. They got no money. So the strippers don't like him. But she says, one of the guys, I don't know which one it was, but I just wrote this particular line down. That ninja was high as giraffe pussy. Oh. I'd never heard that before, so I like that. Why not? That's her. Yeah, that's Loki. We know what ninja means. <laughs> I know, but come on, man. High as giraffe pussy? That's not bad. As high as... Um, so let's... Uh, uh, where does... Because, you know, this is not even how the story ends. I mean, there's story... No, so now... Now we are at where the story ends. So a tall redhead came silently on stage, began wiping down the pole, and a dude in a wheelchair rolls to the stage. Not just any dude in a wheelchair. I had to double take because I just know that Stephen Hawking's... Stephen Hawking's ass is not at the Diamond Club. Right. This dude was also a quadriplegic with big glasses. The only thing on him that moved were his eyes and one finger that controlled his motorized wheelchair. Mm. A, a Ja Rule rapping looking character. Man, you're trying, you're trying to tell me that this lady's not mentioning a lot of racial shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she is. A Ja Rule rapper looking character came up behind him, putting money in his mouth. The right. redheaded stripper does a few shimmies in her skirt before taking the money out of his mouth, I guess is what she meant to say, smashing her tits in his face. He sat still as a stoner. Oh. The quads to still get boners, she muses. Yeah. A, a few more rounds of girls, <laughs> a few more rounds of drinks. We're still in there. Redhead comes back on the stage again. I look over my shoulder in time to see wheelchair dude roll back onto the stage. The Ja Rule looking dude puts that money in his mouth and is... Oh, I'm sorry. This is now her friend Casey leaning in to explain to her. The Ja Rule looking dude that puts money in his mouth yeah. is his aide and he's right. on duty. He ran him into he ran him into him in the bathroom and he explained that's what he's there for. She goes, "What do you mean he's on duty? Does he work as the handicap assistant for the club?" "No, stupid. This guy gets paid to be his full time caretaker. And tonight, dude wanted to go to the strip club, so he brought his client. <laughs> so that that tells us, okay, this is an interesting situation. So I'm in the midst of thinking this through when I see redhead begin to descend the steps in her ten inch running from the fire heels." Right. Redhead was the only madam to which wheelchair dude came to the stage. In light of this, I think she became emboldened with energy that a fully handicapped man, Stephen Hawking's, for all we knew, was taken by her. She <laughs> took this emboldenment serious. Like clockwork, the Ja Rule-looking character comes to place money into his mouth. Redhead walks down one, two, then three steps before doing some fancy move and kicking her leg around, 
sticking her luscious ass cheeks into the face of wheelchair dude. Oh. Now, now, had this worked out properly, she would have definitely taken the money out of his mouth with her butt cheeks in a perfect world. But we don't live in one of those. Instead, instead, three quarters into completing the turn, her heel gets caught on the control of his chair, <laughs> sending it into a quick 180 spin, whipping around poor redhead into a circle and tossing the Stephen Hawking's dude until they both sit in a heap at the bottom of the stairs. That'd be something to see in a fucking dude, strip club, dude. That's like a... What the fuck? That's like something you see in like a uh, one of those movies from the nineties, like a like a road trip movie, you know, with like Tom Green. Like, come on, guys, let's all go to the strip club. I've never been to the strip club, and they go, and then that yeah, shit happens. Like it, would, it would absolutely be like a completely like that would never happen. But yeah. I mean, I, I believe it could happen. Why not? Those dudes maybe got some money. They go to a place, and that's pretty much the end of this. It was literally I did a word count because I was like, this is goddamn long. It was twenty eight hundred <laughs> words. And you know what? On and on. And here's Holy the story. Fuck. Ready? And here's the story. Hey, I got a story for you. What is it? I went to a strip club once with a bunch of guys, and a stripper accidentally hit the controls of a wheelchair guy, and they flipped around on stage and fell off. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Good story, that right? That's pretty much it. 2,800 hey, words later. And we appreciate the submission, because it was an interesting story. It was funny. And now I'm going to probably, at some point in my life again, use... High as giraffe pussy. Yeah, I got no shame in my game. I'll find a place to shoehorn that in. I've heard, Probably I've heard it work. before. I've heard the high as uh, giraffe. Oh, giraffe all right, pussy. all yeah. right. Well, so it is. You can use it. You can use it. <laughs> it's not hers. She, she. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. I didn't, I didn't think. I didn't think it was hers. She so, introduced me to it. Man, and and uh, that's the thing. That's why you have like, when we're doing this. I. That's a really fun story, but. I don't want to set up a time and call somebody and have them tell that story. You know, that's like not, not, it's not, not, not that it's not a bad story. Not that she, you know, had fun telling it and it's pretty funny, but, uh, I don't know. That's why you have to ask all these people like, Hey, what's your story? You got to get a little hint. Cause dude, so many, most of the emails I get, it's just like, it's one sentence and it just says, Oh, do I have the story for you? And everybody that I respond to, it's something like that. Or it's like, you know, and, yeah. uh, but then every once in a while you get a guy that fucked a dolphin, so that's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> there is this uh, – this, let's read one here. Ready? This is from somebody uh, named Jaren. My grandmother was paralyzed from below – and this person just sent me this. They didn't, they didn't go, hey, I have a story for you. Check this out. Uh, or I have a story for you, and then I had to email them. They just – Hi, my name is this, and this is the, what they sent me. Ready? My name, my grandmother was paralyzed from below the sternum down, and had a colostomy back and everything. I used to dread that thing. It always, it was always so nasty and stunk so bad that I'm about to puke just telling the story. Because she was paralyzed, she spent a lot of time coloring. She always had a Jesus coloring book, and it was her favorite. One day, I'm playing Gran Turismo 3 on PlayStation One with my brother in the living room and we hear oh my god i shit it on jesus out of nowhere <laughs> oh jesus yeah out of nowhere and we died laughing her colostomy bag had busted all over her jesus coloring book don't shit on jesus nasty that's it <laughs> i love that don't shit on jesus you see that's a good story that's like a good story it. and you know that's one you don't need to ask either because 
yeah, you're just going to spit that out. He probably tells that story all the time. He's like, I got a good one. That's and not a bad story. No, I, I'll give it a, I'll give it a B minus. And he even had like a funny little tagline at the end: "Don't shit on Jesus." Like when he goes don't on stage, that's his like, don't you know what the the moral of that story is? Don't shit on Jesus. Like, and then it, that's a good. He's got it good. Um, anyway, so I've heard there's there is some someone interesting. A couple of interesting things actually. One person they emailed in and. Uh, I just had to actually stop for a split second to find the email because I didn't have it prepped up. But the <laughs> they they wrote in, and this is the kind of stuff that I really look forward to because this is, is this person sounds pretty sane, but it's still like pretty off the walls. Ready? Hi there. I would love to tell you my strange story. I was cursed by a birdman and have been attacked by different birds across the world over thirty times. I am one hundred percent serious. Let me know how we can proceed. Now, if I can tell you how, e- let me tell you this, Greg, how eerily similar that is to the, the email that the, the man who fucked a dolphin sent me. It was, I have a story. He says, hey, I'd like to tell you a story. Uh, I, I had sex with a dolphin and I'm 100% serious. Let me know if we can proceed. That's exactly, it's exactly the fucking same. <laughs> This guy has to come on the show because I just saw. Yeah. I just in my mind's eye, I just saw you dressed up like Jerry Springer. You got the mic in your hand. There's the Birdman sit next to the dolphin fucker, and there's somebody's baby mama two seats over, and we're gonna fucking we're gonna talk it out. <laughs> Tell me about uh, that dude. What what happened in there? I don't know. And and we have one other small. Uh, we had one other person that was it was pretty interesting, and I'm I don't know if we're gonna have have her on. Uh, what do you think? So she says, "Hello, I do have an interesting story. One that begins with uh, one that begins before I was ever thought of. My grandmother was the world's most married woman." What do you think about that? I said, "Really, that is fascinating. What was her name? Can you tell us a little more without giving away too much? If we decide to do an interview, we uh, would like to be surprised as everyone else." Yeah, thank you for reaching out. And she said, Linda Wolf of Anderson, Indiana. And she said, my mother was the oldest daughter of seven children. Her name was Melody, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so her... So wait, her, is that like by weight or is that like number of marriages? Uh, <laughs> number <laughs> number of marriages. I looked it up. Because I know they have like, those twins that are 1,200 pounds apiece, but the trick is they're single. They're single. So maybe she's like, she's only 1120, but married, most married woman. Well... Uh, yeah, she, she's been married like 24 times. I'm like, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, you know? That's interesting. That could be interesting, dude. 24 times? Yeah. Imagine fucked up that is? But I mean, we're going to be talking to her grandmother, so, or not her granddaughter, you know? It's about her grandmother. What do you think, like, per, like, dude number 15 was like, nah, she's not going to fucking break up with me. This is going to work you know, out. <laughs> if I know anything about people that get married a lot, there's always some doubles too. Right. Married Bob, Jimmy, Steve, Bob again. Yeah. How many? That's Mike, Tony, Bob again. Bob again. How many Mikes? Oh, anyway. So that happened when I was married to Mike three. And uh, what happened was, yeah. How many Mikes do you think she married? No, but I mean, I bet you, I'm saying this doubles. Like she married the same Mike. 
Oh, you, you know went I mean? back that, and, I, and remarried Mike again? Yeah, I just wanted to try it again. You know, it was like of my first five. He was no, best. actually, Greg, this was an official Same World one. Guinness Book of World Records tally. No, no doubles. That doesn't count. No doubles. Yeah. That's why my aunt Shirley is so bitter because she married twenty-seven times, but four <laughs> times to the same three guys, and that's, that's right. bullshit record. And she found out that in the rules and the bylaws, it explicitly states <laughs> marriages of more than <laughs> once do not count. So, I, I twenty-four really, times. What's up? Twenty-four times. Twenty-four. It was something like that, man. That's a lot that of work. Is, that's interesting. Do you think that's it was just her lawyer? Every time she would go to him, she'd be like, I don't know what to do. He goes, divorce her. Like, because <laughs> he just was, you know, racking up. That's a, that's a lot of lawyer bills. Unless she, by oh. the end, she's probably doing her own paperwork, you know? The other thing I'm thinking, too, is she just, hey, you know, it's been really good, uh, Mike. But, you know, it's getting on close to December. I got six kids. I, I got to think about my tax refund. So <laughs> if you just sign this, it also says you won't drink any tequila for six months after we're married, too. Oh, wait. <laughs> Only tequila. I'm sorry, Mike. I do this a lot. Maybe see you next year. See you next year, Mike. After the 31st of January. Oh my gosh, man. That's just a, that's crazy. So that could be something interesting. Maybe we'll I'll I'll, I'll e- send a couple more emails and see how much information that she has on her grandmother. You know, and um, like maybe stories that she could tell because that would that could be pretty interesting. But we're gonna let it run. These ads run for like a month, so we will probably be seeing. It'll be a big burst like the couple first couple weeks and then towards the end of the month because they're further back. They'll start to, you know, it'll start to f- fall off, but I'm sure we'll find something in there. And I got I just I'm telling you personally, I love the Birdman one is going to be fucking solid gold. <laughs> and I do think you're undercutting this 24 marriage. I know it's the granddaughter, <laughs> but that's just such fertile ground. That's going to be fucking fun, dude. dude okay. That's going to be fun. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to continue to email now. Unfortunately, Birdman has not emailed us back. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to him again. And be like, look, man, I'm serious. Your story, you gave so little and and gave us so much at the same time, and I'm, <laughs> and I, I'm, I've got a good feeling about your crazy story. So. Oh man, hopefully it wasn't a, the fatal attack. You know, 31 sometimes is the fatal number. Cursed. That might by be what bird. happened. Yeah, maybe maybe the the last bird, 31st bird, to finally does it. And uh, I also gonna post to get some phone calls. Uh, gonna make a couple posts, and we're gonna get some phone calls. In fact, I already have a couple phone calls. And uh, but I'll I'll tell you. I'm just trying to give you a little teasers for the next week, so that um, you come back and you and you give us a listen. We'll have more of this, and we'll have some phone calls. People leave, calling in, leaving messages from from Craigslist with some ads. You know, we just need some help. Just need some help with a few things, and we're just taking candidates. That's what we're doing out here. So, Greg, this is uh, your second venture into the Craigslist Chronicles. You like it? I do. Yeah, it feels really dirty, but I, <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy a certain aspect of it. Yeah, it really does. Because <laughs> they're all offered it up. You know what I mean? So it's like, what the fuck, man? It feels dirty. I like it. All right. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Bum Sleds. Are you sick of constantly walking? Walking from the house to the car, from the car to the office. We heard the cries, and our answer is bum sleds. Glide luxuriously on a sled with the power of man. A recent no poor in public ordinance has blessed our foundation and aided our growth. 
That's right, we're a charity. Humanely trapped drifters and street people are released back into the environment, rigged with our all-terrain sleds, keeping them safe from the law because they're now volunteers. Together we can eliminate the hell of walking. We suggest a donation of $20 a month with a subscription. Bum sleds. We're a charity. Welcome, everybody, to Marriage Bible Course. Huh? Did you, everybody bring your Bibles? That's a joke. I know you did. Greg, how do you feel about Marriage Bible Course? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a very important aspect of marriage, the Bible Course. I don't know that we'd be married without it. It's, I'm happy that it's law. That you have I, to go I through. like that you used to do crazy NBCs. Yeah. Now you're like making them actual, uh, actual things. Which I, it's all right. I like that too. You know, I like that better. I guess actually, in the beginning, I was like, he could at least put together three words that could make sense together. <laughs> and now you're doing it. And it's it's kind of catching me by surprise. <laughs> that's that's it. It's the old switcheroo. Because you're yeah, it used to be just like a magic broccoli. No, that's even too much. I don't know. Uh, magic bonanza casserole something exactly, like that there you go. that might have been an episode also <laughs> i know uh i that not your favorite thing is the bible i do remember that uh yeah i'm not a huge bible guy you know as a concept it's fine i guess but <laughs> uh as you know what i liked his earlier work but then it was kind of you know then he just kind of seemed like he's selling out so I, the director's cut was a little bit too long. I think they could have gotten rid of some stuff. <laughs> this is the Millennial Book Club, NBC. Just fucking watching Netflix. You, uh, we say, hey, let's all watch this Netflix original. First of all, that's the only Netflix that even exists to the NBC is Netflix originals, and then. Uh, you come back next week, and we all talk about it. So this week was 100 Humans, which I was pretty happy with. I like uh, I like shows like this a lot. The 100 people from diverse backgrounds participate in experiments exploring age, sex, happiness, and other aspects of being human. How did you feel about it, sir? Uh, it wasn't terrible. I watched a few <laughs> of them. Wasn't, it wasn't great. You know, I like what they were trying to do, I suppose. I think my number one thing right off the bat was they just did not do a good enough job of building up the, the people that were, you know, like the administrators or whatever. You know, like the personalities. Okay. So the, the three... I don't think they didn't spend enough time with those people. So you couldn't get to know them. So, like, their stuff didn't, you know, it took a couple episodes before they even really got much, like, opportunity for traction, you know? Okay. And you mean like the, the judges or the scientists or whatever the fuck they're called in this? Yeah, they were like the hosts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be a couple of people that like, you know, hey, it's it's Mike and Tina, you know, and we're the ones that are doing this. Mike did this. Tina did that. That's why we're here. They didn't even really go into that. They just yeah. kind of slowly, very, very slowly let them wade into a little shtick. 
Yeah, usually uh, yeah, they right up front. They're like, "This is Mark. He's the hunk. This is Sally. She's a flirt, right?" And right, uh, or like you know, Mike, an out of work comedian out of uh, the San Bernardino Valley. He's done the <laughs> Laugh Factory, and you know, he was in another thing. That's like something. It kind of like how they did with uh, uh, Flinch. Remember Flinch? The game show. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, they did a good job of letting those people stretch their legs a little bit. You know, I mean, obviously there's like a small amount of time allotted for non like uh, essential activity in any show, right? You're doing a show about like making people flinch. You got to be spending a lot of time on that, yeah. but you've got to spend a couple minutes to let the judges like assert themselves. So they're there. Otherwise like who the fuck are they? What am I interested in about? Them well, for? I think here's something interesting. Cause I'm actually, you know, on the computer and I'm looking at some of these things. Uh, the red-haired gal, her name was Allie, and uh, she she has a podcast. Hmm. That was like one of her like claim to fames. Is she a comedian or is she like an actual like sociologist or something? Uh, no, American writer, actress, television, and podcast host. Well, I, now she's a television host, but uh, and let's see the uh, the black lady Zanab Zainab. How do I Zainab. say? Zainab, and then then there was like a Middle Zainab. Eastern guy, right? Uh, yes, yeah, Sammy Obeid. Let me see. Is an American comedian and actress, so that's what she is, and uh, she is best known for her as a semi-finalist on NBC's Last Comic Standing. So it must have Damn. been. Damn. See, there you go. Why couldn't they let us like? Why, if they brought that into the show a little bit, I think that helps. You know why? Because I think this is what I think why they didn't is because if they said that up top. Uh, I think it would turn a lot of people away because they'd be like, well, what the fuck does a comedian know about like... I want to learn here. I yeah. want to learn about 100 humans. This is not the type of program for me. Shut it off, honey. Exactly. I think that's exactly what... Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, you know, there has to be a little bit of a deft, you know, doing it. But I don't know. I guess it does, they don't necessarily have to give me their resume, but I just wanted a little bit more introduction to the people so this might, it's a better structure. They literally, the first episode... They're literally lining people up in a feet in a in a like a campus courtyard, yeah. And just nameless people were like lining them up, going, "How many of the people are this? A hundred people did this. Forty-eight people did this. Yeah. How many people think they're the best looking? Get out. How many people still think they're the best looking? Get out. <laughs> uh, and there dude, was no like host. There was no like, you know. Yeah, and here are your hosts, or or so and so and so and so. Like, yeah, you're right. They didn't. Uh, they just jumped right into it, and they. <laughs> They did it so boldly with like, all right, you got a hundred people standing there and now, all right, which one of you think you're in the top 50% of, of attractiveness? Everybody else get out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's, uh, I noticed that, uh, I don't know if you remember the specifically the episode, but there was this one really elderly lady. That's the other thing I noticed after watching multiple episodes, I was like, oh, it's the same 100 people in every episode. It did seem like it was the same people over and over. It was. It, it, uh, yeah, yeah. How many did you watch? So wait, let's uh, start with that. How many did you watch? Three full ones. Did you? Did that get into the one? There was one that I thought was going to be interesting, which was about the ass wiping. Because that was like way more personal than all the other stuff. <laughs> no, that dude. That, was, that must, I think that's like the fourth, that must be the fourth one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw, I thought I saw previews for that. And that is you know you know what i uh realized this was just before you came back right so we did the circle we watched the circle and uh that was for the nbc 
in watching the circle found out that uh, black people don't pee in the shower. Really? They don't do it. And See, everyone else does, as I yeah. suppose what you're saying. So that. in so just from that, so if you watch that show in the, I think it's like the first episode. They all get in there, and then there's a question at the question asked, uh, something about peeing in the shower, and every all the black people are like, "What the fuck?" Like it wasn't even a thought that crossed their mind. Like it's like you asked them to uh, to to put put a I don't know, take a shit on a plate, you know, and like just any like <laughs> something that didn't make sense, like drive your car into your living room like anything and uh they were just what are you crazy i've never even and uh, all the white people were like yeah yeah i'm pissing the shower except for this That's one funny. yeah except i'm for not this- a shower pisser i don't know that i would assume everyone's a shower pisser i but, could see that i get it it's kind of gray water anyway so who cares but, but you did pee in the shower you have peed in the shower i mean i have but it's not like something i do right but yeah i, I have done it and it's not, not like- against it right I mean, I don't know here's, if you're going to make the, me vote. I don't know. I might need more information. <laughs> I might be against it. This spence straddling. I know one of many things. I've done everything in the shower. I've shit in the shower. Really? In an emergency situation. Wait, wait. Have you really shit in the shower? I, I haven't, but oh. I don't know. Because I thought there was about to be a great... <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference, though? What's like, the know. difference? Did, chunks, did, did Greg. Did we ask the African-Americans from... Did we ask the African-Americans from the circle if they were like, I don't piss in the shower. It's crazy. Now shit right in the shower. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> that's easy. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, that's like, it was just a really interesting thing that never crossed my mind because to me it's like, you know, I'm not going to keep myself, I'm not going to get out of the shower and go to the toilet and like, it just seems kind of a lot. And uh, all of them, I think it just must be like a courtesy thing or like a don't mix, don't mix like, uh, that's just gross. Like it, it, when it was as if, they uh, never even thought of doing it. Like, I kind of wish I was that sophisticated, not just some animal. <laughs> How about fucking... pissing? You know, I, I, like I'm in my 40s, and literally pissing like in like water, like in a pond or a lake or the ocean. I just couldn't do it, dude. I was one of those people who I would trek all the goddamn way up to the bathroom to piss at the beach until like very, very recently. I just, I don't know. I just, very I, I recently. Weird, very recently, like last like two years. What tops and the only the only reason i know this it was in the last two years because we went on a cruise a year ago may in may of 2019 no may of 2018 shit it's, it's been almost two years now is that right i don't know man no it must have it must have been last may and we went to one of the stops and everybody that was we went on a cruise with like four other families and like all 20 of us were at this beach in i think it was in the bahamas and we were all in the water all day and I was like, this is great to be able to piss in the water all day. Like, because there was really no place to piss otherwise. Oh, every single person there. The water was mostly piss. Well, you know, the <laughs> ocean is vast, especially in the Bahamas, you know. You know, it's and, pretty big. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a lot of people pissing nonstop all day. And I think it was okay. And it's, but it's, I, if, I didn't, if I didn't piss in the water, like if, that, if I did that trip like three years ago, I don't know that I would have been able to, I don't know. I just never pissed in the water. Until like I don't know what the hell changed. I think because I started going to the beach a lot more since I moved down here. Yeah, I'm from Maine. You know what I mean? You don't go to the beach a lot. You go to the beach no. once a year. You're not like I can't wait to go into the ocean and piss in my pants. Here's a fun fact for you. Uh, you know those like the body suits that they use to maybe go uh, diving in like Arctic waters or go surfing in cold water and shit. Yeah. 
I'm wearing one right now, actually. It's funny that you bring that up. I mean, it's the only way that I... Uh, it's my the wife. She keeps the house on fucking negative twenty. <laughs> I, they, you're. Uh, I've heard you're supposed to pee in those. Supposed to pee in them. Yeah, like you get it in there, and then if you pee, you just or gotta what? pee. Or I mean, it, it 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 can work better if you pee because the pee is warm and it it will stay like insulated and stay warm. I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe whoever told me that was really screwing with me, but they really convinced me of it. I just saw like Elon Musk and a bunch of engineers going like, well, what about this? Well, I mean, obviously they're going to be peeing in it. So we want to make sure it's like the right temperature. <laughs> what if they don't pee? Well, I don't know. They'll be freezing. They, it, this whole system is predicated on them peeing like every two and a half hours or they may freeze. You know what? Just put it on the box. Put it as a specific direction. They're going to pit. They have to piss. Peeing in wetsuit. I'm going to Google it right now. It's like when you scuba dive, those tanks, yeah, they're digital. What do you think that runs on? It runs on pee. If you are not peeing, you are not going to know how much oxygen you have. This is a fucking sophisticated, I don't know, that one, that one kind of went too far. Pee proponents. I did, that today. Huh. I did that today at dinner. My kid is like a gravy hound. We had this dinner, had nothing to do with gravy at all. And he was like, are we having gravy? And she was, my wife was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking what? about, dude? This is not a gravy-oriented thing at all. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And then he was, like, disappointed. Like, I thought it was going to be gravy. Like, what? what is that? Where's this coming what from? The fuck is I know. He just wants <laughs> gravy. So then we, uh, I took it too far, and we, we came up with this animal, like this gravy goat. Okay. Because he got pissed. He got pissed because I started busting his chops. So then what do I do? I triple down and really start pounding on it until he can get in on it because otherwise – yeah. He's just going to like be left feeling that he got busted on for being the kid that likes gravy, which, you know, anyway, <laughs> we came up with the gravy goat. The gravy goat is like this animal that lactates gravy. I don't know if they maybe it's like a heavy diet. OK, of, of something. <laughs> it's got to be heavy. Whatever it is, it's heavy. It's so weird. you got the thing hooked up to the eight nipples and it's like this Dr. Seuss, you know, sucking thing, <laughs> milking this goat. And then the gravy goes up into one of those like cool fountain things, like when you get like <laughs> lemonade at the movies, and they're gonna keep it moving so it doesn't separate. And then you can just get a cup of gravy. Just get a cup of gravy that, for for who your kid, and that's it. <laughs> well, hey, any anytime you want a cup of gravy, it's extremely convenient. But then we were like, that. My wife was like, that's not even gonna work, and I was not accepting that. Oh, so then yeah? we said maybe maybe the diet has to be even further enriched. Yes. And then you just hook the goat up to like dialysis and drain, strain, if you will, the gravy out of the goat's blood. But that would not be as palatable. So you'd still <laughs> drain the blood, the gravy up into the lemonade mixer thing. But then you still have like faux lactating stuff on there. Because I feel like people would feel it would be better to have it lactating than have it come yeah, out I, of the blood. Uh, yeah. You know what? My gravy... I like a little lactation with the gravy. Um, I, I think it would just make sense, you know, and if people would be like, yeah, all right, I can go with it. If they're doing it here, I'll get some. Fuck, I mean, I didn't order it, but I'll have some. Imagine if we found it out. Went in room. It went in room, baby. Imagine if we <laughs> found out that, uh, like, Heinz, you know how they have, like, jarred gravy? Imagine if we found yeah. out that's how it was being done. <laughs> Probably. I think it is, actually. Yeah. I think it is how it is. There's, like, these faceless... <laughs> I saw it on how no it's claws. made. They have no claws. They have no feathers. They have no lips. They're just like being milked. And there's all kinds of Heinz products coming out of them. Gravy goats. I know they don't really look like goats, but we had to give them some kind of animal name. See, nothing, <laughs> see, nothing like this really exists in nature. Uh, 
wait, wait, wait. Now there's one more thing that has to be mentioned because <laughs> it's a Simpsons reference. Okay. Did you ever see the Simpsons where the mob gets busted for milking rats for the kids' school milk? <laughs> it's the, the so mob? freaking awesome. Yeah, they kick open this back door. And there's all these rats laying on their sides, and they have these things hooked up, and you can tell they're being milked. And the cops go, what the hell? And he grabs one of the rats and rips the things off, and he, like, runs his lips across the <laughs> rat nipples, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's pure. Take them away, boys. And then Fat Tony's like, I don't get it. People love rats, but they don't want to drink their milk. <laughs> That's I'm, one of those I things. I can't resist. I have to give the homage to The Simpsons because that, that's probably where I came up with the whole great gravy. It's a new spin, thing, man. Though. Now it's a goat and it's gravy. And I think, <laughs> dude. Monthly Box. Boy, do we have the box for you. Here at Monthly Box, we have a box for everything. Forbes magazine said the monthly box club business is estimated to go over $5 billion this year. Get in off the sidelines. We don't care if you're tall, short, fat, or Jewish. We have a box for you. Tell us what you are into and get a monthly box. There's something for everyone. Monthly drug box, cat box, car box, Alabama hot box. The rock box. This contains items curated for you by Dwayne Johnson himself. Crown box, wet box, dry box, your mom's box. The hipster box, AKA the raw organic cube. Wet socks box, dirty Sanchez box, smallpox box. Found porn box, like when you were a kid, but you don't have to scavenge the woods. Alcoholics box, sand box, cereal box. And for those, those who can't decide, the indecisiveness box. So log on today to monthlybox.com and get a box sent to you. That's one of those things. It's just like it's so dumb. Just, uh, but it, they make it work so well. They, I remember. Uh, so just kind of cycling back to our hundred humans here. I do remember you texted me, uh, asking, "Hey, have you seen one hundred humans yet?" And then you were like, "Man, the forty somethings are just doing shitty." Oh my god! Yeah. So the first episode. I'm glad you said that. It's, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. You're you're in your mid late early middle 20s and i'm in my <laughs> mid 40s okay. and so <laughs> i was that was definitely where i was coming from i was like i don't think the 40s are going to do well at all because it's just a shitty time of life because you're just beaten down you have not come to that joy of like fuck it i'm gonna be dying soon let me just put on my happy face i have no <laughs> hair my fucking limbs are failing that's a beautiful way of putting pain chronic Every fucking suckness and you're right in the middle, dude. And, and a lot of times in your 40s, you've got kids that have like these fucking problems that, you know, your life sucks already. And then kids are just being like, and you can't even deal with it. You have to deal with me, dad. <laughs> so it's tough. So they're like, all right, how about a grocery list? Let's go. The 20 somethings are like, all right, let's do it. Like that lady had the mnemonic. Yeah. I thought it was so fucking stupid. She's like, okay, she's making all these hand signals. Banana. She does like the BJ motion. Yeah. She's like, bananas broccoli in the ass <laughs> cauliflower and something else and they were like yes you got all seven she was like yes no dude she, i think she got all to, like all the way to the end so what that specific task was they were testing the uh memory of the different age groups and they had them look at a, a grocery list it was a pictorial grocery list and then they would have to go do 
like some weird task to like kind of you know just break it up and they come back and they would have to recite the grocery list and uh, then they would add another one and they would keep doing that and yeah she made it all the way to like the the very end she did. She yeah, did. I mean, some people finished it. They they added like they started out really slow. It was like four things. Then yeah. it was one more thing. Then it was one more thing. Then they were like, "All right, we went from like eight things. We're gonna add another twelve things." And I was like, "What the fuck kind of medical <laughs> science is this? We're just gonna fucking throw the rest out because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. We gotta get to lunch. Craft truck yeah. is about to leave, and, uh, and then, we're all and comedians the, anyway." And the distraction thing was that was kind of funny. They did like they had people come out and like squirt them with squirt guns and like <laughs> just clowns, running at them and the clowns. Like, yeah, <laughs> they had the clowns. They had a few different things. So I thought that was pretty funny. But the forties, so they did it by you know by decade: twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Yes. And then in that particular one, the memory one, I believe the twenties and thirties did well, and the sixties did well. Forties and fifties did not. And the other one that I remember, I think when I texted you was when I was watching uh, another thing they did where they had a team of each group that had to put together uh, a chair, yeah. like a pre-box, like yeah. an Ikea chair that oh, was kind of yeah. complicated. <laughs> so they put one person like 50 feet from the rest of the group and they gave them the instructions. And then the rest of the team was together and only one person was sitting in a chair like near the main group yeah. and they were the only communication between the guy with the instructions. Yeah, and they so had I'm a like, blindfold on. Really... Oh, that's right. They had a blindfold on. So you have one guy 50 feet from the group that has the instructions in like a walkie-talkie talking to one person <laughs> near the group that has a blindfold on and then there's like four people that are just having all the parts and are like, what the fuck? Yeah. So... <laughs> What I remember walking away from that was the dude in the 40s group that actually had the instructions was so fucking moronic. I was like, this, this guy is fucking useless. You can't make a statement about people in their 40s based on this fucking guy. He was like, oh, no, you this is like 100 pages of this thing right off the bat. And they're like, all right, just give us the first step. He's like, no, this is fucking crazy. We ain't going to be able to do all this He's shit. like, we got, can't do all this. Then. He was the guy that made up the Tic Tac song. In the, in the, do you remember that one? Yes, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it seemed like it was so much more work. He had like a dance. Yes. It wasn't just a song, it was a dance. He was like, hip to the left, hip to the right, kick front, broccoli, <laughs> banana. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Just fucking remember 12 words. <laughs> that guy. What the fuck? He was, uh, I thought he was a lot of fun. You know, he brought a lot of spirit to the show. He was having fun. He, I honestly. <laughs> he brought a lot of spirit. It, he did, man. I think to the, like, when it, like that actual experiment, honestly, I, I kind of feel like the person doing the communication was didn't it didn't even matter. Like that person was basically doing nothing. Like I got a feeling that the sixties won because there was a guy there that's like, I build chairs or I built chairs for thirty years, you know? Right. And then he right. just like I work for IKEA. Yeah, and then they and then the two people with a uh, the Milwaukee talkie just talked about canasta or whatever the fuck they do, and uh, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, and then how about somebody we haven't even mentioned yet in the show? Uh, one of the 100 humans, the dude with this hairstyle I've never seen in my entire life. It burns what only. Burns only. Really? How do you not remember Burns hair. Only, man? I don't remember Burns Only. Dude, That's he had he was completely bald and just had sideburns, like like three inches of sideburns right by his ear on either side. And they were totally bald? Totally bald. Do you don't remember that guy? I don't remember that guy. <laughs> How do you? 
he was thirty. Uh, yes, 30s? he was in the thirties group. He was wearing a yellow. He was yeah. the guy that was communicating with that group. Uh, he was the one that had to read the instructions. And dude, he was the <laughs> how he was reading the instruction was like, okay, uh, tall white guy, you grab the one leg, and then uh, short. <laughs> And he's like, and then he's like, other uh, black sister, you grab the, you grab the other leg, and then, the, like, giving super specific directions at like rapid oh, pace. Dude, I remember them commenting on that. They were like, "Wow, he's giving very specific directions on <laughs> what race is supposed to do it, but everything yeah, else is very exactly. vague." Exactly. Like, uh, Chinese man, possibly from Mongolia, that's about five feet three. <laughs> uh, grab the wood thing. And then the yeah. late yeah, he had all these wicked, complicated racial comments. Yes, that was very funny. And I what's and that. what's funny is there's almost no words written in those little booklets that they were looking at. It was all like pictorial to like really have them communicate. I thought, for the most part, the way they set up a lot of those experiments, they were pretty. Uh, it was they were well done, and they gave some kind of insight, and it was a lot of fun. And then I loved when they had the uh, like the actual scientists kind of come on at the end. And kind of explain more of what you're seeing in the in the in the actual data, if you will, to sound smart. Do you do you remember the guy who had that huge afro? I don't remember the guy. The what did he talk about? I remember yeah, what he, he was talking, talking about. about sex and like he was talking about uh, dancing. I think. And was he talking about that? I don't remember, dude. He just had a crazy personality and a huge smile, and this big old afro. And the way he talked was. Unlike, I can't even mimic the way he was talking. It was like this weird Southern accent, but not. It was. Uh, he was a great guy. I was hoping you would remember, so then we could. I do <laughs> now that you say blanks. that. I'm glad that we mentioned that because that was very funny. They tried to see if there was a correlation between. This didn't have anything to do with age, by the way. They didn't bring age into this one. They just said, "Is there a better dancer yes. likely to have a higher sperm count?" And my favorite part of the entire thing. Because mostly it was a stupid-ass dance competition that was, like, rated by cheering. They had the ladies cheering for the guys. It was only guys, ladies cheering for the guys. A couple guys were really good dancers. Most of them were just kind of, like, guys shaped like me coming out like, oh, I I wish I didn't raise my hand because now that I actually have to do this, this is stupid. And they were just shaking their fucking belly around with a bag over their head going, like, can I fucking stop now? Dude, it was so uncomfortable to watch. Wait, my favorite part, though, was when they were like, all right, now let's do the sperm samples. Yes. And they give a guy a cup, and he knocks on the door, and a guy immediately comes out like, I just finished. Good yeah. timing. It's perfect. And I was like, what the fuck kind of situation is that? <laughs> You're, like, trying to crank one out, and the dude's knocking. Hold on. Give finished me, like, up. another minute. Nah, they got it timed out. He came in. In fact, the knock is probably what got him. Maybe he's one of those knock fetishers, you know? He's really uh, into the knock. Maybe he can't. He couldn't do it unless he knocked. I feel like it would have been really hard <laughs> to know that someone's coming into the door, and there was a girl sitting like right on the other side of the door, like, like reading a magazine. She's like, "Here you go. Here's your cup. I don't know if anyone's in there. I'm, I've just been sitting here the whole time. Go ahead and knock. Maybe he's in there. Maybe I missed him. Man. Maybe he. Maybe he finished. He didn't want to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just. I'm just here for the look, just to sit here. I'm yeah, not actually I'm, doing anything. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Fucking knock and see if someone does it. I don't fucking know. Let's, just let's because I'm wearing a lab coat, sir, doesn't mean I know what's going on here. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's what I thought it was going to be. I guess, and I, it was. It was fairly entertaining because it was a, a few different layers of it. So you could be laughing at the people like you found the guy with the sideburns. Ridiculous. You could be laughing at like the pseudoscience of it. You could be laughing at just 
a bunch of people in a field and they're like, are you this or that? Go over there. Are you this or that? Go over there. Yeah. Can you remember that? You know, there was, there was some funny to it. But like I said, I walked away. The only critic, critic, the like issue that I had with the only critique I had was they just didn't do enough to build up the hosts. And I think yeah. they could have done a better job of that because it seemed like the hosts were good. I only watched the first couple. Right. Uh, and, and I liked the hosts. I just remember being like, why didn't they let these people sell their thing a little bit more? You I completely know? agree with you. And, that's uh i think that you're right i think it would have a little more connection with who these people are um but uh yeah man i i think maybe they didn't just you know for that one reason but i don't know i don't know i think it would have helped a lot for uh just easing into the show having some kind of t oh okay these are the people this is what i'm looking at but i want to comment with this there's so many people it's great like people watching in a way uh, there's so many different faces. There's so many different things to talk about. I, with this kind of show, fits right into that category of of like watch it with some other people around, you know, so yeah. that you can talk about what's going on because that's that's where a lot of the fun is going to happen, is uh, and, you know, a little bit of uh, you know, you're making fun of people, you're bullying people like in a schoolyard. Only there's it's they're on the TV, so it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. Well, sometimes it's hard to be creative with the bullying, you know, and this thing keeps on throwing stuff out there. You can be like, hey, how about this? Let's separate on these lines. Who can we find <laughs> that's not like the rest of us so we can start busting their chops? Exactly. Which one of you, man, what a harsh question. Which one of you are, are not the most attractive? Get out of here. That's how they started. I, would, I, I, found I would like to see it better if they just like monitored the people. and They were like, okay, guess what we learned? 27 of the 100 residents pee in the shower. We took the data right from the drains. That's that right. would have been more fun if they invasively took the data against the people's will. Yeah, you signed. It was in the contract that you signed. You gave us, uh, Rob. You think you're on a timeshare weekend. You're on a show called 100 People, and we collected the data. That would have been more funny, but I guess yeah. maybe there's legal ramifications. Maybe there's legal <laughs> Maybe the, you know. <laughs> I think that it's, uh, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Now I've completely forgot, man. Uh, you know what? I, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a um, I think I'd put it right in there with watch, you know, with other people. Holy shit! What were you literally just saying? Me? Yeah. With the drain and the piss. Ah. Oh well. Here we go. We're gonna move on. You know that's how you know it wasn't important, and that's how you know it was it was meaningless. And but this show I think is pretty good on our scale. Where do you put it? Where do you put this show? What, so what are the ratings now? One of them evidently is watching with a bunch of people. That sounds like something well, bad. It's something. Not it's actually not one of the categories. It's just there's. It's like a. It's like a category of television in a way, and uh, that's how I. Not not like not not so much like the uh, actual ranking system. It's like I think a lot of reality shows. That's like part of it. Or like watching like uh, what's it called. Uh, catfish happy days happy days no no you have complete silence for happy days okay <laughs> when the Fonz is present there's silence but yeah I would put it it's it's binge it watch it if it's there and of course uh, go ride a bike so how do you how do you feel good sir uh, I'm also gonna go with watch it with a bunch of people yeah wait no wait, that wait. Was, I'm sorry I'm just making fun of you because you were like alright on a scale of 1 to 10 what do you rate it I rate it watch with a bunch B. of people how about you Greg how about you I'm going to go with F oh uh, my no gosh. I would say I would say if you're into that type of thing 
you might enjoy a couple of, uh, you know, like the group watching thing because it's kind of like a, just a, a slightly different slice of reality television. Yeah. More structure, more obviously structured and stuff, but obviously they wanted to put enough uh, emphasis on the pseudoscience that they weren't going to give out resumes for people that were obviously trying to get comedic roles down the road. <laughs> so that tells you specifically where the show landed. On Netflix. Netflix Slightly originally. more scientific than Flinch. <laughs> exactly. <Were> they, <laughs> because they did let them <laughs> give the resume. <laughs> Honestly, they, it was even similar. Like they did a balloon blowing up thing where it's like uh, where they had to blow it up until it's popped to see who was more risk adverse. And uh, I bet you it's the same exact production team. And I bet you someone was like, dude, let's put this thing in where all the elastics are going to flip on the fat guy. And they're like, that doesn't even make any sense. No, fuck it. People will love it. I know the same people watch Flinch. I've seen the data. I've Plus, been... I hate that fucking guy. Let's put it back on. Dude, I, was, I thought a lot about the logistics of how the show was filmed. Like, was it, were they just out there for like a week and every day they were just doing these things? Like, how long did each episode take to film? It's uh, it seems like there was a lot going into it, and uh, how many episodes did they do? Do you know offhand? Do they do eight, ten, twelve? I'm gonna say it's probably about eight. I mean, I was, I saw at least up to four. I didn't see four, but I know there's a number four. Uh, but I don't know. I can. Uh, I feel like with enough cameras, you probably could have done that whole thing in like a day or maybe two days. Yeah, I mean, really, right? all those all those tests, like hurting all 100 people and having to feed them and. You, you got to do stuff to keep them alive. Well, think about it. Like you, you show up, you know, you have to do all the interviewing to like wheedle down who you're going to get and all that. But I mean, you could get them to do that, like the, the grocery list thing in like a half an hour. Right. You can do that in half an hour. That starts at eight. All right, everybody, listen, we're going to do this, but let's just do this first. Bam. At 830, like, all right, let's go in. We're going to put together a chair. That took an hour. Okay. I, Yeah. I think I I don't you know about two right. days though. Maybe it was several months. This is like a hundred people. Every time you gotta <laughs> get somebody, and then they and then like there's, uh, yeah, you gotta. I don't know, man. But this is a five. I'm like, I'm like, you could totally do this thing in a day, and then flash forward to me breaking down. My kids <laughs> can't find the shoes. I can't even leave. I just want to go to CVS. I will murder everyone. No one is coming ever again. This is. So what the fuck do I know? Well. That's like if you uh, became the producer of the show. They're like, you promised. You promised you could get all this done in a day. That's all we have budgeted. Got to get it done. Yeah, this, hey, listen. We have 200 tuna sandwiches. If they're going to still be there tomorrow, that's fine. Just know that that's all we have. Just so 200. How many days you want to do <laughs> And we have 100 people. So if you could do that math. Uh, let's, yeah, I put it right in there. Watch it if it's there. With, you know, and, and if you've got some people around, it's a fun thing to choose. Because you can talk about it and have a good time. And that's uh, 100 Humans. How about next week's Millennial Book Club? Huh? You ready? I'm ready. And uh, what I did to choose this one, and I think I'm going to just kind of keep on a roll until it maybe looks like it's something that's not uh, not so great for the show. It, this one is Trial by, uh, Trial by Media. It's like number three right now on the top ten. Or number four, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, trial by media, and it goes uh, case by case for very famous like murder cases and how the media could have influenced the outcome of that case. So that's what that's what that shows about. Trial by media. Trial by media. Yeah, 
I know I don't want. We're never gonna become like uh, just one of these true crime fucking podcasts. Like there's ten million of. But uh, you know, these shows are in the top ten. They're good to talk about, and we're gonna keep switching it up. So, uh, but uh, this next one. I think we're good with uh, trial by media. I think it'll be a good conversation at least, especially if it's like one maybe that we remember, you know, like a trial that maybe we're, we remember actually happening. That'd be kind of cool. I'm just ready. I mean, and I'm fine with how we're going, but I mean, I'm also ready to, to pull the true crime uh, switch and just go full true crime. I mean, I'm very inquisitive with my neighbors. I keep uh-huh. notes uh-huh. and I think <laughs> I got several episodes in the can already. So, you're pushing. I want to go that route. You've been pushing this since the beginning, Greg. We can't. <laughs> we can't be another true crime podcast. We just can't do it. Dude, there is a lot of fucking true crime podcasts. It's unfucking believable. The women in accounting, where I work, that's what they do all day is listen to podcasts, and very specifically, just true crime podcasts. And they couldn't even possibly listen to a tiny fraction of what's fucking even like the hot true crime podcasts right now. There's like thousands of them. I know. It's unbelievable. It's a, you remember ID, like the, the channel? It's like uh, investigative discovery or whatever. Uh, no, but I'm not surprised that there is such a channel. Yes, and it's just all shows that are like that. And uh, there was, there, there was a, an episode of South Park, and all the parents were addicted to murder point, porn. It was just, that's what those shows were. It was like, it wasn't actual porn. It was just like murder porn. Like, that's. They, they couldn't get enough of watching these investigative discovery channel networks and they were trying to get the network shut off. That was the episode when they go into the cable company and they explain their problems. They're like, we don't want this channel. He's like, okay, we well have to buy this package. He goes, yeah, but then we don't want that channel. And then he flips down his, these two flaps where his nipples are. And then he starts, <laughs> and then he starts, yeah, he starts rubbing his nipples. You remember that? Yeah. Nice. I just tell him, yeah, he's like, fuck it. He just totally checks out on him. He's, it was a, uh, a really funny thing. Anyway. No, next, wait, 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 wait. I want to tag onto that. Tag South onto Park, it. Park, the best one I ever saw, and I have not seen a ton of South Park. Why not? I don't know why I haven't seen them all. I love every fucking one I've seen. But there's one really old one where they're all up in arms about the TV show. I don't even know what TV show it was. But the cable company goes, all right, we're going to do a press conference. The guy comes out and he goes, all right, we understand that you people are unhappy with the show. We don't give a shit. And it's, it's still going to go on. Any further questions can be directed to this small brick wall. And then the camera <laughs> just goes over and there's like a little four foot brick wall. And he goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, it was probably Terrence and Phillip. It, oh, yes. That's yeah. exactly what it was. That Terrence and Phillip movie they did that was so super what offensive. A, super offensive, man. What a Good time. Good pull. Good poll. See that? That's because that's from years ago. That's from years ago. Oh, dude, that that had a big swing in my life. I tell you that. South Good, Park. South Park, and and that movie, and like the soundtrack, and listening to it, and just having it be vulgar and crass. And which movie? Which movie? The one with uh. Bigger, longer, and uncut. Yeah, I loved. I even loved the preview for that. Remember I just got that. That's like a dick reference. The preview was. Bah, 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 and they just kept having the. The Kim Jong Un going hello. Oh, that, that was just such a great fucking. Even the preview cracked me up every single time I saw it. And that Team was such a America. Movie. Team America is what I'm talking about. World yes, that's right. Not with the puppets. With, that one yeah. was great. You and, know, I, and the beauty of why I love that movie, by the way, for me, <laughs> yeah, is well, I hate I hate the fucking thunder 
whatever the fuck they are, the actual puppets, I hate them. They're so off-putting. <laughs> I love that they used them and still made me laugh my ass off. That's amazing that they could Dude, do that. There was I a, literally hate those puppets. There's there's a little anecdote that goes along with, with that uh, movie and, and the puppets. Uh, they had a really, like, uh, known puppet team come in, like, advanced. They're like, we can do any kind of puppeteering. Like, we make, like, the Dark Crystal and shit like that. And they... Uh, they were like, so talking about editing out the strings so you couldn't see it. And uh, the two guys, what is it, Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Or is it reversed? I don't remember. Those two guys. They're like, I think, no, it's, no, Stone, I think it's Stone Parker, and I'm pretty yeah. sure with that. Yeah. So let's keep moving. They say, they say no, 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 leave them in. Leave them in. We like it. We, we leave didn't. the strings. They said leave the strings. Yeah. <laughs> leave the strings. We want it to be ridiculous. And I have never seen that movie, so moving on. Are you serious? I'm serious, man. I want to, oh, but it's dude, not one of those things dude. that like I, I didn't on purpose. It's right there. It's right there, dude. You can probably have a device. If you said the words out loud, it would be playing in your bathroom. I bet you're right. I am. Right in your microwave. It's probably going to be playing on my Instagram feed later. You're, you're, it's an act of, of uh, aversion right now that, you're not, that you haven't seen it because it's so available. You should definitely see that movie. It's very funny. It's fucking so stupid. I, I love, love that movie. All right. Well, then I'm going to watch it. How about that? You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Team America World Police. And uh, next week's Millennial Book Club is, don't forget, it's Trial by Media. Team America World Police. It's Tame. Oh, wait. What is it? Team. Tame. Tame Garcia, My Old Grease is the name of the... <laughs> All right, so it's not available on Netflix. It's on the thumb drive. Uh, email Isaiah; he will send you it. We can all get it. And then you can, can get it on Popflix. Get it on Popflix. You can get it on Popflix, baby. Get it right there. So, <laughs> check it out. Uh, check out if you have any comments about this Millennium Book Club or any of the other ones. You can send that to RoadSodaMail at gmail dot com, and then uh, you can also, or not, do whatever you want. You can call in. You can leave a message. 706-200-1213 and be a part of the Millennium Book Club as well as any other part of the show. Yeah. That was a nice non-true crime podcast, wasn't it? It went, uh, it went by and there was nothing about any kind of true crime thing. So, uh, Greg, what did you learn? You know, I just, I want to keep the door open, and I just want to point out, there was a small percentage of the show related to true crime. I mean, it was a very small percentage, yeah. but, you know, true crime people don't count us out, because it's going to ebb and flow. There'll be more sometimes. Yeah, so next week we do have the uh, trial by media. That's going to be, so that's Damn. a little true crimey. So we, you know, we We're dip our We're practically tail. true crime. We're practically true We're crime. Greg, come on. So, uh, let's see, what did I learn? I learned that... Uh, if you're a really big kid and you can drive the car, you'll probably get a trip to California out of it maybe and like get viral stuff because nothing's happening in the news and people just want to see a kid, you know, fulfill his dreams. That's what I learned. That's a good that's a good learning. You know, I learned that Craigslist is a fertile ground for budding creative writers and yes. we want to keep on mining because there's definitely going to be something there. And I think I feel like you guys are going to start getting the benefit of Isaiah's mining. There are going to be 
some really cool things coming down the pipe because I can already feel it. I feel it, and I, you know, not not to say that the that the stripper throwing the uh, Stephen Hawking guy off stage with the Jaw Rule assistant isn't really cool um, and awesome, but uh, maybe things could get better. You know, you never know what can come out of Craigslist. You never, you never know. know what can come out of Craigslist. You know, and I also want to say I got caught up in the fever of like exotic cars being this and that, but I may have made a disparaging remark about Hondas, which I, I listen, I stand behind it to a certain extent. I drive a 2010 Honda Civic. It all comes out. So, so I throw out the 2009 Honda for humor purposes. Greg, Greg, you know, sometimes I will exaggerate. I accept it's your apology. I accept your it's apology. Not a, it's not a bad car. It's not a bad car. 2010 <laughs> Honda Civic is not, you know, I guess I just kind of got a little, That's I sometimes okay. try to be the big man to, to get a you know laugh what? and I just, I'm going to back off it sometimes. This is a safe space and, uh, <laughs> this is a safe space. I think you did. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you, uh, have as much fun as we do. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming out and catch next week's Millennial Book Club, which is uh, Trial by Media. And you can send your reviews or any comments anytime you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, I want to add on to this thing that they're talking about. You can send an email to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And, uh, or maybe if you even have a strange story, you can send it in like these people from craigslist and uh, tell us your strange or weird story that's cool too and you can also call and leave a message 706-200-1213 leave a message right on the voicemail you can leave a two minute long message and apparently we, we have found out until that first message has been listened to you can't call back and leave another so uh you gotta cut it down you gotta run it run it dry a couple times and then cut it down <laughs> And get your get it in there in the two minutes. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, you know what you say, right, Greg? Get some sleep, baby. Right. Pay yourself back. Pay yourself back after a long day. Get go some sleep. To bled. Go to bled. Oh no. Go to bed early. <laughs>